When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Okay, well, Cody, you alluded this alluded to this earlier. And question is, is Herbert and the Chargers the biggest challenge to Mahomes and KC? I'm going to read a few stats before we get into this. Okay. Um, in Pat's seven career games against the Chargers, he's thrown for over 1,800 yards, 16 touchdowns, five interceptions, all while going five and two in those seven games. And let's not forget what Nick brought up the other day when talking about September Pat who in the month of September has thrown 46 scoring passes, has had at least three passing TDs, uh, two of those and all but two of those, 14 games with only three picks total in 14 games, 12 of which were dubs. So my answer is no. Um, or my, sorry, my answer is yes, aside from the Bills, that this is challenging. But again, with all of those stats, I'm feeling pretty confident about this game Thursday. The floor is yours. I don't understand. Like sometimes we put out Mahomes stats and you're like, oh my God, he's he's the Terminator. <laughs> this is ridiculous. Like those September stats stand out, but it's, I don't know. It's obviously the Chargers because they're in their division. If the Bills were in the division, maybe it'd be them. But they play them just almost a, every single year. Yes. But but they play the Chargers twice a year, home and away, no matter what. And Justin Herbert is every bit as good as Josh Allen. So I think they're the two best. So despite the frequency of which of how often they play him, do you think the chargers are on the same level as the bills just in terms of, of talent, in terms of stay power, in terms of just being a threat in the AFC? My yes, because you have Herbert. My only question about them is coach. They have Mm -hmm. a star defensive end. They just paid their star safety. They have really good wide receivers Maybe none of them are the guy you're saying that's uh, the one of the five best wide receivers in the NFL. But I don't think anybody's going to complain about Keenan Allen and Mike Williams and Austin Eckler at the running back position catching stuff for you. So there's no reason to think they're not going to be around for a long time with Justin Herbert other than the coach. And people like Staley coming into there. He says a lot of smart things. His philosophy is good. And then sometimes you just still have moments where there's something stopping them from being better than that. But I'm not like over the moon with Sean McDermott. He's a very good coach too. He's gotten them to an AFC title game. So he's gotten his quarterback further than Justin Herbert, but he's also a couple of years deeper into this. So no, they're every bit of a challenge because they're just as good. They have one of the best rosters in the NFL. It's not quite as good as the Bills. They have one of the best quarterbacks. They're the toughest competition because you're going to have to face them twice. It's the, I mean, it is them or the Bills, but I think it's the Chargers in this case. They're the only team who has beaten the Chiefs at home in back-to-back seasons. And yet never beaten them in L.A. It's so funny. Like, his divisional record is incredible, Kayla, but he still hasn't lost a road divisional game. I know that can't happen this week, but just a stat to store right, away yeah. from later. I feel like a lot of people would answer the Bills to this. Which is funny because if we would rewind to a year ago today, I don't think a lot of Chiefs fans were buying the Bills yet because it was the same thing that I think a lot of people are saying about the Chargers, which is, well, prove it, right? Prove that you have staying power, win big games, go to the playoffs, win games in the playoffs. The Bills did that last year. 
And so now there's this newfound respect that wasn't there a year ago. I feel like the Chargers are in that same exact spot. And for that matter, the Ravens were in that spot last year as well. We, we entered last season wondering that early in the schedule, if the Chiefs beat the Bills, if they beat the Ravens, if they beat the Chargers, will Mahomes just mentally own all these quarterbacks because they know they can't get past them? Yeah. Well, they lost all those games. The Chiefs lost all those games early in the season. And I feel like the Ravens are another team that looked really good in week one. They were injury plagued last year, so they sort of bottomed out at the end of the year, and they're not being talked about as a legit threat in the AFC. I think Lamar Jackson's as good as any of these guys. Uh, see, to me, it's like, it's not that we have to do uh, prototypical <laughs> sports radio stuff, but if we're tiering quarterbacks, Lamar is clear on that, everyone. Mahomes and Unanimous MVP. Unanimous MVP. Mahomes and Herbert and, you know, and Allen get a different ranking than Lamar Jackson. Why does Josh Allen get a different ranking than Lamar Jackson? One, he's so like your argument might be for Herbert because Josh Allen has been to an AFC title game. He's played in more important games than him and he's finished second for the MVP. I understand Lamar Jackson won it, um, but it's not like he's never been in the conversation or ever received a vote or been around there. I also, and look, some of this might be what you just said in recency buys. I did just watch him play two absolutely perfect playoff football games. I do trust Lamar Jackson's coach more. Like you just want to talk from a team perspective. Lamar Jackson has one of the five best coaches in the NFL too. Harbaugh's great. He makes teams win more games than they ever deserve to win, even when they are injury plagued. But Lamar, I don't, it's, it's not that I don't think he's a good quarterback because that's not it at all. He does some spectacular things. It's just, he doesn't, as good as he's been as a passer and all of those things, it just doesn't feel like he gets that. To me, he's not quite, he's not quite there. It's not like I'm saying he's five tiers below. Don't lump him in with Derek Carr or other middling quarterbacks or Kirk Cousins. He doesn't deserve that treatment. He just deserves to be in the, the second range. By the way, anytime we talk about average quarterbacks, it's always Derek Those two. Kirk Cousins. <laughs> They're always the names that get low. Who else am I supposed to say? No, I, to be honest with you, ultimately, I probably side with both of you guys. Like, I would take the Chargers as well. I guess I was just playing a little devil's you, advocate. But you also thought they were going to win the division, so I don't know how you couldn't take the Chargers. Like, if they're a threat to you in your own backyard, then they're a problem. Yeah, no, they are. And, and it's because of exactly what you said, which is I still have questions about the coach. I have questions about the defense. We, we always expect the Chargers to do Charger things and blow games that they're supposed to win. But I watch Justin Herbert throw the football, and I say, there's only one other guy who makes me do a double take on, on some of his passes, and it's Patrick Mahomes. Like, just in terms of arm talent, like a lot of what we love about Josh Allen and Lamar Jackson is because of their legs, and I'm not dismissing that and saying it's less than. But in terms of just being able to push the ball down the field and pull off some of those circus throws, Herbert is that dude, and he showed that last year when the, the Chargers came into Arrowhead. And I would imagine, don't you guys think that's going to be sticking with the Chiefs a little bit? They don't lose games in Arrowhead to divisional opponents. I would imagine... Divisional opponents. No, I know. <laughs> Especially in the home opener, this feels like it's setting up towards everything that we've come to expect with like big game Patrick Mahomes Chiefs offenses. I know they lost to them last year. I still think this is a good this is a good thing for the Chiefs. Patrick Mahomes plays his best in September and they get to play their toughest divisional opponent at home on a short week in December. Like that feels like good. I know they lost. Someone's like, yes, I know they lost to the chargers in September this previous year, 
But just in, in a vacuum, which I think is fair to look at it from a bigger picture, what's not to like about this setup? The Chiefs get to play at home on the short week, so they have to travel to you. Andy is better on short weeks than other coaches. True. Andy prepares for divisional opponents better than other coaches. They are he, Patrick Mahomes, despite the fact he's tremendous all the time, is somehow even better in September. Like this lines up well for Kansas City. I mean, it's never good to face a tough divisional team. You'd prefer to have easier teams on the schedule, but if I'm choosing when to get to play them, I'd rather they play the Chargers now than December. Cody, you're forgetting about the better offense too. I think so. I mean, especially no Keenan <laughs> Allen, right? No Keenan Allen for the Chargers. That feels right. not insignificant. If we're talking about my plans for the results of this game, I mean, losing me. It's like, would you have taken before the game that they won't have Keenan Allen, but you also won't have Trent McDuffie? And the answer is probably yes. The problem is, is that Keenan Allen might be back in 10 days for the Chargers. And Trent McDuffie went to the IR, which means they're not going to see him for a month, which is a, you know, a bigger problem when they have to go face guys over the next few weeks like, I don't know, Michael Pittman, for instance. I don't know if God will be healthier. I used him as an example for the box. It's not even about the talent that you're going up against. It's the timing. This is a rookie. He needs reps. He needs yeah. snaps. You want him to, if he's going to go through, he's going to go through growing pains. I'd rather him do it in September than in December. Yep. Before the playoffs, you mean? You'd rather him have it all figured out before? Ideally. Well, and this is, Kaylee, okay, Nick makes fun of me because he accuses me of always saying they want a player. So before the season had started, I said, you know, I think that they should probably target a veteran wide receiver in the waiver market. And he said, anyone in particular? And I was like, no, I would just like a veteran corner who ends up getting cut off of the team. I'm not too particular about it. I just want a little protection because right now they're counting on McDuffie, Watson, and Joshua Williams, three rookie cornerbacks. And if one of them goes down, they're like now in this case, McDuffie, they're then counting down the other two. It's like, well, but I Caleb, don't like this. Caleb, what he does, though, what, he's, what Cody's leaving I'm defending out. myself well. You have to. No, you're that. not because you're leaving out <laughs> the key parts of the story, which is mm. all of last season, any defensive player for the mm. first for the first two months of the year. They were really bad, Nick. Any time a team cut <laughs> a defensive player, Cody wanted to talk about how he thinks the Chiefs should go and pick them up. And my it argument matter, was not. It didn't matter what position. <laughs> he wanted them to pick up any any available free agent mm. defensive player. Anything was better than what was happening. So that's what that was. Unfortunately, that was my argument, which didn't hold up because eventually they got better. It was like, there is no way it was like adding Nick Schwartz to the defense. Won't make them worse. <laughs> They're the historically the worst defense in NFL history through six weeks. I'll take anyone. I wasn't going that far in training camp. I just thought, you know, for safety purposes, it wouldn't be all that bad to have a veteran corner available. Maybe spent, you know, maybe I'm like, We've done nothing but spend four years talking about how Spags loves veteran players. He hates the young guys. He'll start Dan Sorensen over your ass. He doesn't care, right? He'll start any veteran player over any young player. And it's wild to me that all of a sudden it's like, well, Spag loves Jalen Watson. I'm like, excuse me. He was a seventh round rookie. This is what we've pinned our hopes to. So either Brett Veach has started to turn into the absolute fifth through seventh round whisperer and is just going to find talented players at those positions who you can count on immediately, or he's about to have a very rude awakening to the NFL.